What is up, everybody, and welcome to episode 11 of Spoilers Only. Today we are having a TED Talk. We're talking about Ted Lasso, that's right. And today is a very special episode because um, on the day that this episode will air, it will be Becca's birthday. So let's give a let's, let's give a cheer, everybody. <laughs> thank you, thank you. You're not clapping. You're not clapping. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right. How you feeling, buddy? Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited that for my birthday episode, we get to be talking about one of my favorite shows, Ted Lasso. This show is like my favorite, and I've been so excited. Yeah, and I'm so glad. I know. I'm so glad that you watched it and that we get to do this today. This is going to be one of my favorite episodes of all time. So I'm really excited about this. So it beats the succession episode? I don't know if no, I'm going to show with you anymore. <laughs> but it's up there. It's up there with succession. <laughs> I don't think I can do this show with you anymore. <laughs> all right. Um... So tell me about tell 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 the people about uh, Ted Lasso. Almost a succession. Wrong 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 thing. Um, how'd you first get into it? I well, guess we should start off with. Yeah. So um, it might not be a surprise to a lot of people out there, but I have really been in love with Jason Sudeikis since he was on SNL in the two thousands. And when I heard that they were turning um, the character of Ted Lasso into a TV show, I was very excited because this character was first um, developed um, in some promos that were done for NBC Sports coverage of the Premier League. Um, And I think that was back in like 2015. And so this was like a little thing that I I used to watch it online because there was like these online promos and stuff that were done by NBC And so I heard that they were making it into a TV show and it was going to be on Apple. And I was like, awesome. And I first, it came out in August of 2020. um, And so I had first like binge watched it a few months after it came out. um, And I had finished the entire first season in like two days. Uh, and then patiently waited for season two, and now there's a season three on the way. I think they're they've already started filming because I saw some pictures of some of the stars in uh, England, so they're already filming season three. And it's just I absolutely love this show, and it's so funny because I'm not into sports at all. Me neither. So this is a, so, this is quite the trip. <laughs> yeah, for some reason that it just drew me in, and now I understand a lot about. English football, so it's a win-win. <laughs> I barely do. Um, sports things just go in one ear and out the other for me. Yeah. <laughs> but it was a pretty solid show, you know. As you know, we briefly discussed this before. How it's just like I really don't know anything about sports, but you guys had me rooting for your team. <laughs> like I do care about sports, so ten out of ten. A1 writing. Um, it's a really good show. I really enjoyed it. Um, so I guess I could say that I'm glad you bullied me into watching Ted Lasso. <laughs> but I, that's, I didn't know that like it was a character made before that was developed into a TV show. Yeah. And so, I think like, a lot of like people... SNL character, like a skit character. 
No, it was just done um, just specifically for these like little promotional videos for NBC Sports. So it wasn't on SNL, even though it would seem like it would be on SNL. Um, also, just some jokey jokes to make people watch sports. Broadcast. Yeah. Yeah, and it's I think it's crazy after all these years that they came back and brought it, you know, made it into a TV show. And I was like so excited um at the Emmys last year, they like swept all the categories they were up for. It was the most nominated freshman comedy in the history of the Emmy Awards. So they got like 20 Emmy nominations in their oh, fir- at their first season. And uh, and Jason won his award. Hannah Waddingham and Brett Goldstein won for their roles, <laughs> and they won um, they won a bunch of writing awards and then outstanding comedy series. And then last night, the Golden Globes, Globes were not televised. Yeah, they weren't televised, but you know we got to find out who won online. Uh, Jason won for the second year in a row for best uh, best actor in a television series, musical, or comedy. So, I mean, just give them all the awards, honestly. Because <laughs> it's just such a fantastic show. And if and I think it made so many people... It was, it was such an important show to come out when it did because it came out really at, like, the height of COVID and everyone was staying home and it was 2020 and things were just weird. You know, things are still kind of weird, but things were really weird back in 2020. And this was like such a, a show about, you know, kindness. And, you know, he was he's just a constant optimist, the character of Ted Lasso. And I think that's what we all needed back then. And I think it just kind of, you know, spilled over into everyday life because I find myself saying these quotes like in everyday circumstances, like when he's talking to Sam in the first season and he says you know what you know who's the happiest a animal a gold yeah a goldfish. I love that memory. <laughs> so i mean it's just i just think it's such a wonderful show and and even though i did have to like bully you into watching it i'm really glad to hear that you enjoyed it <laughs> um that's usually how i get to watch a bunch of tv shows that i like now <laughs> because i'm horrible at watching new stuff so I appreciate it. <laughs> I don't know. I always end up watching like the same TV shows over and over again. So usually if someone is able to convince me to watch a TV show, it's got to be good. It's good. Well, I'm, that makes me so excited because I've, I've told everyone about the show. I've gotten like my friends and cousins and you know, family members to get into it. I've just been like spreading the word about Ted Lasso. I'm like the number one promotional person for Ted Lasso. Like I just tell everyone about it. Um, That's how I am. Confession with my friends. Yeah. It's it's funny though because sometimes, like you said, like somebody tells you about a show and they just say, "Well, you got to watch it. You got to watch it," and then it ends up becoming your favorite TV show. Because I feel like I feel like that happens to a lot of people. So, you know, like word of mouth promotion is still around and it still helps. <laughs> so yeah, just mentioning something like that is a lot better. It, it's sometimes it's, it's more effective than the actual show's promotions because when you're being bombarded with you know ads <laughs> and stuff for a show, 
yeah, you do like see teasers and stuff, but sometimes it just doesn't do. But when you hear when your friends go like, hey, the dude, this show was great. You got to check it out. I'm like, okay, yeah, I might. Unless you're like me sometimes. And it's just like, oh, well, I'm not going to watch it now. That's what <laughs> took me so long to watch you. Because my brother uh, was like, dude, this show is so good. It's, it's like one of the best TV shows I've ever seen. Like, it, it's so good. You got to watch it. Um, I didn't watch it until like a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, that's crazy because I do enjoy the show. It was actually really good. But I don't know. It's just when you're constantly being nagged about a new show, you might not watch it. But yeah, when you do. It's usually something good, unless it's not. But that's not what we're talking about. No. So for those out there who have not yet seen Ted Lasso, it is about um, an American college football coach from Kansas who is hired to coach an English football team, but we know it as soccer. Um, And... He's hired by Rebecca, who's now the team's owner, um, in spite of her ex-husband, because she wants to kind of see the team just torn to shreds. Because the one thing that her husband, her ex-husband loved so much was this team. And so now that she got the team in the divorce, she wants to burn it to the ground. So the first season is really learning about the players, um, learning more about Ted and why he accepted the job uh, moving from Kansas to England, you know, and, and some like marital issues that he was having. And you can kind of see him and Rebecca grow a bond. And the entire season one is basically Rebecca and her partner Higgins working behind the scenes to try and ruin the team and ultimately lasso as well. Um, but you know, by the end of season one, she comes clean about everything and he forgives her. And that was, that was one of the first scenes where I really cried because that was like, I've cried so much at this show. Like it's unbelievable, but that was one of the ones where I really like, just, you can't stop the tears (laughs) at that point. And then season two, which just ended, I believe in October of 2021, um October November I believe it was um it's basically because at at the end of season one the team um falls into relegation so they're at risk of losing their what would you call it say I'm not I'm not good with sports terms (laughs) they they sort of you know lose their place in the champions championship league um and you know, by season two, they've gotten back on track and they ultimately regain their title. Um, but now all of these little fights in between each other, in between some of these characters come out in season two. And the biggest, like, character development was Nate. <laughs> Uh, that sucks so bad because I had so much respect for Nate until like the end of season two. Mm-hmm. He was such a good person. I was like, dude, that's so cool. He first he was basically like the team's water boy, 
and now he's a coach like you know I was rooting for him because you know people ultimately like they just were super disrespectful to him and so mean they're like hey yeah I don't know you I don't know your name even though like you know you worked for me or worked beside me for the past god knows how many years they've worked there um and I just pretty much been like dismissing him and he's like had so many ideas for the team and you know ways that they can win so many like different plays that they can work but they're just like i'm sorry who are you again mm-hmm. or just like throw their dirty laundry at him literally so when ted like you know took on the chance of actually treating him like a decent human being and you know listening to him because also, Ted doesn't know what he's doing, so obviously he's gonna listen to anybody, even if they are just the team's water boy. And now, you know, he got pretty, Ted got him promoted and stuff because now he's being recognized as a useful asset to the team. And he just betrays Ted just like that, just because Ted didn't show him enough attention. What are you, a plant? Are you a goldfish? Not in the way that they reference goldfishes. I mean, in the, in the way that goldfishes are very demanding for mm-hmm. attention. And my water's the wrong temperature. My water's too... My, my water, it's the, too much sunlight. I don't like fish. <laughs> it's nice. It's just... So yeah, Nate. And then he left the team, where he's coaching for a different team now. Yeah. Is what the very last shot of the season two was. Yeah, that was like, that was the moment that I got up out of my chair and I screamed because I feel like it was funny how in the season finale of season two, they were like, when you rewatch it, because I have, I've binged the show like multiple times. I've seen these episodes like tons of times, like just over and over. But I, you know, I rewatched the finale because it had been a little while. And I see now how they kind of planted those seeds where, oh, we find out that Rebecca's ex-husband bought their um, rival football team. And for a second, I was like, oh, okay, I see how they're setting this up. But also it's like, well, that sort of came out of, I feel like that came out of nowhere. How right at the end, like, Yes, Ted and Nate had their fight in the um, locker room. And then, you know, it comes back to after they um, after they win, um, Nate has ripped up the believe sign, which was yeah. like, oh, that was like a kick in the stomach you when little, I first saw that. You little ungrateful crybaby turd. <laughs> um, and then just how it ends with, you know, you don't see Nate right at right at first because he's got his back to the camera, but uh, Rebecca's ex-husband, uh, like you know, pats him on the shoulder and whispers something to him and walks away, and then Nate just walks up to the camera, all "Ooh, look at me," and it's just like, "Oh my God!" We're so funny because like, why did he get so like? He's just head. like the camera just like this. <laughs> what? <laughs> we'll get across if you take about six steps back. <laughs> But yeah, that's uh, I mean, bravo to the to the actor Nick Mohammed who plays him because that was like such an amazing transformation just within like one season. He went from like like you said being like the team's 
kit man, as they call him, to, like, you know, Ted put a lot of trust into him and wanted to see his ideas for bettering the team and, and how they play. And, you know, he was one of the diamond dogs along with Higgins and Coach Beard and ultimately Roy was a diamond dog. And it's just like all of that trust that Ted put into you and and, the, and Coach Beard and you go and do that. And also the other thing that like really made me upset with Nate was how he was the anonymous source to Trent Krim about Ted's panic He's attack. Like- yeah, that's really not your business to share. He told you that in confidence. He told you yeah. that to come clean to his friends, not you as like work coworkers, but as friends. Because, you know, I just feel like, obviously, if you're going to work as close as you guys do and you guys are as close as you are, he felt like it was only right to come clean to you guys as his friends. And you were like, hey, you know what? I'm going to go tell the press just because you're not like, I feel like we're drifting apart. You're not showing me enough attention. You're um. Because you're not the only coach. He's not going to listen to you 100% of the time because you have the only one contributing ideas. I think also when, um, I know there was a scene earlier on in season two when um, Roy came on as a coach. And I think when Roy came back and became a coach, I think that started to sort of make Nate doubt the bond that he had with Ted, but also you have coach beard there as well. So now they have, you know, four coaches, basically. I know Ted is like the manager of the team, but like four coaches with between Nate, Roy, coach beard and Ted. I was saying you could see like something was like switching in his face when he saw him. He wasn't as grateful as everyone else was. He was just like, Oh no, I think that was just because like, he feels like he's not like the new hit coach. Like he feels like he's not good enough now because if mm-hmm. you know you guys appreciated me so much, you wouldn't bring in more coaches. Mm-hmm. It wasn't about you, Nate. It was about Roy because Roy was miserable at his new job, and now you know he loves he loves football. Football is his thing. F- football is life, as Danny says. <laughs> But, you know, he was just a little unhappy in the job that he was in before. So, you know, it would only make sense to bring him back to coach because, you know, he knows the sport, like, forwards, backwards, inside out. Mm-hmm. So that was more about bringing, making him happy. It had nothing to do with, with, with Nate. But for some reason, he felt he took that personally. Yeah, he took a lot of things personally in this season and I also I think when him and Keely were out um suit shopping or they went shopping together and he and Nate kissed Keely and then Roy just sort of dismisses it as like oh it's okay we're good you made a mistake it's okay but he was but Roy was like on the verge of headbutting Jamie because Jamie confessed to Keely at Rebecca's dad's funeral that he still has feelings for her I think that also made Nate kind of jealous of Roy in a way or just upset because it's like, oh, you don't take me seriously enough to think that I could, you know, have an affair with your girlfriend. Like, oh, I understand that's how you guys see me. That's the reason why. It's just because him and uh, Jamie 
have this like very long living exactly so it was it was less about like oh he's a threat because i think keely is pretty secure in her relationship to be like okay jamie you may love me but like whatever it's like keely knows how to handle herself um but obviously they have a history as well as Mm -hmm. roy and jamie as well as Roy and Jamie, they have a history, but um, you know they just don't like each other. They no. don't like each other. They do not like each other at all. So obviously, you know, it, it makes sense for him to get pretty ticked off that he like confessed to his girl that he that they're in love because you know that's just more stuff to get angry about. And I think also Nate probably saw some of the like I w- I don't want to say reconciliation because like you said there's always been a history of a beef with Jamie and Roy but you know they got a lot closer to each other in season 2 and there was the scene when they were uh in Man City and Jamie's father was there and you see kind of why Jamie is the way he is because of how his has how his father treats him Mm-hmm. And that's when Roy and Jamie kind of embraced and it was like a a moment of like, oh, I'm sorry because I see how you're treated now and that's why that's you it. act out. Yeah. And I, I think maybe, you know, Nate probably saw that and was like, oh, so all's forgiven with Roy and Jamie and now no one's going to listen to me because everyone's going to love Roy. I think he was just, there was so much that happened this season and he got cocky. Yeah. I just, I really cannot believe that, like, at the end of this season, like, where it stands right now, Nate is, like, the villain of the show. And I cannot wait for it to come back because I can't wait to see what happens at uh, Rupert's team. That's um Rebecca's ex-husband. I couldn't remember his name. But at Rupert's team I that remember, he I purchased. Yeah. <laughs> um. You know, Nate is a good coach. He has a lot of good ideas for the team. And it was, you know, his his false nine uh, formation idea that got uh, Richmond back into the Premier League. So I just, I find it so interesting to see, you know, is Rupert's new team going to come out on top because they have Nate as the coach? Or is Nate going to, you know, get scared of kind of doing it on his own and make mistakes and sort of try to find his way back to um, Richmond, which I I feel like the way that Ted is, he would probably forgive him and he would probably take him back, kind of like the way that Ted forgave Rebecca for trying to kind of ruin his career and also the team back in season one. But... I think it would be hard for Coach Beard to forgive Nate, and I think that he already is because, mad at Nate because, like, obviously, obviously they know, like, somebody within that circle had to have revealed, you know, that 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 it wasn't food poisoning that made him leave the game. He was having a panic attack because he only told the other coaches. Yes, and they all came clean to each other about some stuff. So it makes sense that obviously, you know process of elimination it wasn't me it wasn't Roy obviously it's gotta be Nate so he was like no 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 no," because obviously they're they're, they're a little closer Coach Beard and Ted Lasso 
there um, a little closer. So, you know, he felt a little also a bit more betrayed, but obviously Ted has to be Mr. I forgive you for everything that you've done. Mm-hmm. No, buddy, buddy, you have to learn to take a stand. You gotta learn to take a stand. And I understand this may be hard for you, but I need you to not be okay with this because that's messed up because that wasn't his position to tell anybody about that. Yeah. And, you know, he told them that all in confidence as, like, the Diamond Dogs meeting. I love I love when they do that. It's so funny. <laughs> but um, another like thing that of, they did in season two, it oh, reminds me of the brain trust in Scrubs. <laughs> You're right. Oh, that's funny. The janitor and his brain trust with um those guys. <laughs> I was gonna say another thing that happened in season two was they had a Christmas episode. Which I love I it. Love that. Probably my favorite. I agree with you. I I think the Christmas episode was definitely one of my favorites of season two, and I loved. I think my favorite part was um, I loved how Keely and Roy were <laughs> helping. Um, are you a dentist? Yeah, I thought that oh, was so dentist? cute. Is your mother a father a dentist? Are your parents a dentist? Goodbye. <laughs> oh my god, you're Roy Kent. Yeah, is your mom a dentist? That was so funny. But I loved, even from even starting in season one, how they always showed the relationship between Roy and his niece. It was always so funny because Roy was always is always like Mr. Gruff. Like, that's just him. He's just a gruffy guy. But it was just, it's so funny how he cares and loves his niece so much and cares for his niece. And then... Like when early on in season one, when Ted and Roy were visiting the school, and Ted's like, "Oh, your niece goes here. Which one is is she?" And Roy's like, "Oh, that idiot over there." Like he's just so he's just so funny about it. But you could tell he's like a sensitive guy, but he always hides it. And also in in season two, when they were talking about um, when they were doing the Diamond Dogs meeting, and uh, Roy was talking about how he forgave Jamie instead of punching him or headbutting him. And he was like, oh, you know, it hurt my feeling. <laughs> like, just the way he said it. He was like, it hurt my feeling. Like, it's... It, and I think that also, like, back to the Nate conversation, I think that also just probably drove Nate crazy because you were seeing all of these layers of Roy and Jamie... And even Ted, because he's come clean about his anxiety and thing, other things that were going on in his life. And also, when Nate and Ted, when, like, Nate was yelling at Ted in the uh, office and, you know, he was like, oh, I deserve to be here. You don't deserve to be here. You, de- you deserve to be in Kansas with your son. I was like, whoa, now you're bringing the kids into it? Because it was I mean, like, Nate, you are overstepping, dude. <laughs> Like, yeah, I think that he should be in Kansas with the son, too. But shut up. You shouldn't have said it like that. No. Because you know how he feels about that. Exactly. But I'm I'm really excited for season three because I can't wait to see where that whole storyline goes. And also, I was so happy that Sam decided to not 
play for the other team. I was so glad that he decided to stay at Richmond. Because I think I think Sam Obasanya is like my favorite football player of the team. <laughs> I like him. And I loved the relationship that developed between him and Rebecca. That was such a surprise. I don't know why I thought it was going to be like, at first, I thought it was going to be, like, Ted on the other end. <laughs> but it yeah. didn't make sense because, you know, he's still pretty hard about his divorce. And also, he's still referring to his ex-wife as his wife-wife. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there was subtle hints about that because remember when Keely, like, first went around, like, promoting it? She was like, hey, I think, you know, having some footballers on this app could really boost it. And then yeah. he was like, yeah, okay, cool. We'll sign up. So. Yeah, I I also, like, there were a lot of signs that it was um, Ted. And I think there was even, like, one, um, there was one scene where, like, Rebecca was typing. And then there was, like, a picture change. And it went to Ted also on his phone. And it was like, that's what I, oh, my God. That's what I thought it was. I was like, wait a minute. Wait, what? Huh? I know yeah. I was wrong again. <laughs> no, the, I mean, I also thought that way. And there was a lot of other people who thought that way, too. And there's also, like, shippers who call it Ted Becca. And they hope I that. Learned. Yeah. They hope that there's a uh, Ted Becca connection later I on. Like and I like better as friends. I like better as friends because he needs friends. Mm-hmm. Rebecca needs friends. Yeah, so I'm really and I also for also when Keelian, I know they were in a. Oh, go ahead. I was just saying I just really enjoy seeing uh, Rebecca and Keely's relationship develop. Oh, me too. Especially in the in the finale when she gets the um when Keely gets the invitation to open her own PR firm, and then she has to tell. Rebecca and they're just sobbing on the couch like it was it was so sweet um but it was it was so crazy how you know in season one when Rebecca hired the photographer to take the pictures of Ted and Keely at the Mm -hmm. little model shoot um it was it's crazy how you know in the process of trying to take Ted down Keely and Jamie's relationship would have also been you know, I mean, their relationship was rocky already, but Keely would have also, you know, suffered some of the consequences of what Rebecca was trying to do. And the fact that they're like best friends now is just like amazing. <laughs> it's just I love the I love the character development because it's only been 22 episodes so far of Ted Lasso, two seasons, and the characters have been through so much already and there's still you know, another season on the way and there's still so much more to be explored. It's just it's a really great show. Um, but what did you think of um the episode in season two that focused around Coach Beard? What were your it thoughts was, on that? Oh my god. Okay, so I was watching it in the middle of the night. I was tired. It was so confusing. <laughs> <laughs> it was so confusing. I thought it was like a fever dream. Just because I'm like, okay, episodes of episodes that focus not on the main character are so weird. 
Like, Ted was in it for, like, 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. And it just followed Coach Beard. I felt really bad for him. because He was just having quite the night. Yeah. But I, I kind of felt better because, you know, I don't really know. Uh, we don't know too much about Jane, his girlfriend. No. But we got to see them dance together at a, like, underground rave. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really cute between them. But um, the episode was confusing because it just was really weird. Like, first off, the man just, like, you know, he loses his pants because a chick steals them. And then he's, now he's being chased by this big, buff, bald guy that he thinks, like, you know, he's trying to steal his woman. Then he gets beat up by these other guys who just hate his team. And it's just awful. And then we meet the bald guy again, and then he's just like, "Hey, man, I just wanted to give you your stuff back. Why? Why were you? Run- why are you running? I just wanted to give you your stuff back. Listen, I totally understand. Um, I acted out at first, but my girlfriend's gonna keep her pants, so it's like her thing." <laughs> and then he got yeah, to that jam was out. got to jam out to um. I forgot what song it was, but I just I just forgot that fast. With the girl with his girlfriend with his sparkly pants while they were dancing in the dark, all happy with hula hoops. And I thought that was just really yep. it was really fun and freeing in a way. Yeah, and I think it was nice to see an episode centered around Beard because like you said, we don't know much about um his girlfriend or him in a way, like we know that he loves the game of Cause, cause football. He's we know that anytime someone tries to approach him with something personal, he's just like, "Yep." <laughs> and then like they're just like, oh, "Okay," and then just walk away. And he's like, "All right, cool. You got the message." Yep. It's like he loves football and he loves chess and he loves Jane, and that's really all that we've been able to decipher in these two seasons. Um. But, you know, at least he's there because I feel like if if Ted had to go from Kansas alone, I feel like it would be a very different uh, it, would, it would be a very different show really and a very different journey for him. Yeah. So I'm glad Beard is there as support. And he's also a good coach. So I love Beard. He's he's like one of my favorite characters. Um, and also the. A, a new character that was introduced in season two was Dr. Sharon, who I really <laughs> I hope love I love. Her. I really hope she comes back for season three. And it was uh, I re- I got really nervous when she was in her bike accident. That was like a. I was gonna kill her. I was like, no, you can't do that. You cannot do that. That's illegal. <laughs> <laughs> I got super nervous, but I loved how. You know, in the process of her helping the other players with their mental health uh, queries and stuff, you know, it was amazing to see how scared Ted was to open up. And then it just kind of hit him. And he just, I remember that one um, scene where he had had like an anxiety attack and he showed up in her office, like just on the couch. And I was like, I was like, oh, my God, we're going to hear some stuff. We're going to find out now about Ted's anxiety. And 
sure enough, it just like spilled over into all that. And then they sort of developed a bond before she left. And it was like, it was just such a nice thing for the show to talk about. Because, I mean, in 2021, we saw a lot of athletes come out and talk about their mental health, like Naomi Osaka and Simone Biles. And it was it was nice to see this reflected in and these characters as well. I know it's sad, but it was it was nice to see um, these like real life issues reflected in this fictional show because it shows like you know we spent all of last year, all the people who watched it like when it first came out, you know, falling in love with these characters and wanting to know more about them, and then season two comes on. And you see these characters sort of, you know, going through the same things that people in real life go through. And as a person who does have anxiety, it was so nice to see this on TV and depicted in like such a real way. And so, you know, I I love the show regardless, but it gets extra points for me for that because it was just really good. But overall... Mm -hmm. um, did you can you pick like a favorite character? Because I know it's hard. But if you had to like, do you have any favorites? Either Ted or Keely. Yeah. I think I think Keely's hilarious. I love her. And then I Ted is just obvious. He's such a good main character. Whenever picking a main character, sometimes I try to not pick the main character. I mean, picking a favorite character, try not <laughs> to pick the main character because you know it just feels like the obvious choice. Yeah, but he's such a likable dude. You know, it's kind of hard to not be like, yeah, you know what? I love him. Unless you're, you know, for some reason, just don't like nice people. And I totally relate to him with, you know, his struggle with anxiety, obviously, and just him kind of pretending like, oh, yeah, everything's fine. I can't do this. I can't do my feather accent right now. But <laughs> I was going to do it. I was going to do it. But yeah, just him just like, you know, going, yeah, everything's fine and dandy, like making his little bizarro jokes and, you know, trying to just be all hilarious with it. And then, no, I'm cool, guys. I'm cool. I'm totally fine. Everything's great. And then, but, you know, you have no choice but to open up about it once it hits you. So mm-hmm. I totally understand him on that aspect. So that made me um, relate to the character a lot better, a lot more. And I just feel, I feel more connected. Me, me and Ted Lasso are one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. No, I agree with you. Um, Ted is definitely my favorite. Um, and I promise I'm not biased because <laughs> of my love for Jason Sudeikis. But, <laughs> um, I know I love Ted. I love Keely. Um, I feel like obviously I have to pick Rebecca because we share the same name and there's not a lot of characters on television named Rebecca. So if your name is Rebecca, you already won from me. <laughs> um, and, you know, I think I love Roy too, because I think he really, he really changed a lot this season and I'm excited to see how he works with the rest of the team next year. And and I also feel like in season two, each of the characters, or especially each of the more major characters, got a lot of time dedicated to them. Like, we learned more about Higgins and his family. We learned more about... I love uh, the Christmas episode. Me too. 
I that's I think that's my favorite episode. And a lot Definitely. of people make that like a tradition now. I saw a lot of people on Twitter watching that at Christmas time as like I watch, you know, oh, you guys watch Home Alone or Elf at Christmas? No, I watch Carol of the Bells, season two, episode four, Ted Lasso. <laughs> It was such Which a fun and heartwarming that. episode. I loved it. You know, just seeing a softer side of Rebecca was such a really nice touch. Mm-hmm. And, and she's then, also like an amazing singer. Hmm? She's oh. like, she's an amazing singer. I, uh, I also really loved uh, Nora, her goddaughter. I thought she was yeah. absolutely hilarious and just such a great little sidekick with with um with her in the office my favorite scene was them like compiling the um composing the email to the guy like hey yeah (laughs) i know exactly what you're talking about (laughs) it was it was such a fun scene because i don't know obviously uh rebecca's like the cool aunt so she gets away with a lot more with her so you know it was just more fun for her so it's just, I, I, I like the relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I hope we see more of um, Nora and Sassy in season three. Because I feel like, Sassy. you know, Sassy was, yeah, <laughs> Sassy was only in like one or two episodes, I think in season two or three, one. And then in oh, season two, I think it was like, yeah. So she's only been in it like a handful of times. But I mean, it's just, it's so funny. And it's. It's also interesting to see how the relationship developed between her and Ted too. And like there's that there's that as- aspect of the show now. It's it's pre- I mean I just love how they it's just the writers are so great because all of these characters kind of are interweb with each other. And it's it's like amazing. And I also wanted to mention the scene in season 1. Um I think it was episode five or six I want to say it was like the middle of season one where um, they go out to celebrate their big win and Ted has a panic attack at the karaoke bar Uh, and that was like when Rebecca like ran outside after her song and like comforted him that was like I just thought that was so amazing and the way that they depicted um, like Ted's anxiety attack it was like you know they did such a great job of depending like how that's a one-off thing or you know it's it's yeah. more important to his character so i do appreciate how they handled that as well yeah and um and also this there was another scene in season one that always always gets me when um him and his wife are like you know departing um and sh- she and the and their son are going back home i hate and... that lady i know <laughs> Basically how um, they kind of break up at that moment outside at night. And just to see, like, the emotion in his face, it was just so, like, just it was so much. I don't, I still don't get why they had had the divorce. Like, you, just because you don't, just because you feel like you're not in the honeymoon phase anymore, you're going to divorce him, that just means you didn't really love him. Mm Mm-hmm. Come on, man. What were the, what were those wedding vows? Uh, the sickness and in health. You know, 
you gotta work through the ups and the downs if you can't but then again like they went through couples therapy and it just wasn't uh like for them but i feel like if they really wanted it to work out they they would have put forth more effort maybe i know it's a little weird for me to say that because you know i'm not in a married i'm not in a marriage and i don't have marital problems so i can't exactly say it's just that easy but yeah and she was just so like demanding like hey i want a divorce she wasn't like rude with but she was just very up his butt about it where she's like i want a divorce sorry buddy but like did you hey did you sign those divorce papers did you sign those divorce papers can you fax them to me like as soon as possible like i understand that you're busy and you're at work but like can you fax those divorce papers back to me in fact you know what don't even fax them you can just take a picture of them and then just send them to me yeah Right? That was that was a lot. And also it was I remember that scene where they were um it was like they were celebrating the um their win and it was just she kept bombarding him about it, like, hey, just just like you said. And and that's what I was going to say is it was it was so insane because it's like you're already, you know, you're getting enough distance from him because he's like four thousand miles away in England. He's like across the pond, but it's just it's got to be done now. And it's like, does she remember time zones? Like, what if he was, what if he was sleeping? What if he was at work? And also, he was trying to get it done. It just wasn't, you know, working out like that because the hotel that they were at didn't have a fax machine available for him to use. And exactly. then she was like, I don't care. While he was there, get me those copies of. You crazy lady. Exactly. It's like while he's there trying to party because they won a game that they hadn't won in a long time. Uh, you know, you're making him run around looking for fax machines, and it's 2020. At that, at in season one, it was 2020. So where are you going to find a fax machine in 2020? Office building. <laughs> Office buildings. <laughs> FedEx, but it's <laughs> I don't know if they have those outside the US. Um Yeah. But yeah, she just was very I don't know, really weird about having a divorce and just like, okay, whatever. hmm So I hope we get to um she and also they have a son together. What's your son? I know obviously they didn't tell him. Because he's still very happy, and he's not like, "Oh God, you and them." So, I just want to know how that how they're gonna break the news to their son, and also, that's just really unfortunate. So, another thing that I wanted to just briefly talk about was just how I cannot stand Roy Kent. How do you feel about Roy? Overall, I I love Roy. I was really happy to see his character demeanor change a bit in season two. He bugged me in the first season. I have to be honest about that. Him and Jamie really bothered me. <laughs> and, um, you know, I, I you could just tell he was kind of angry all the time. But it was kind of sweet how even through all of that, Keely and Roy kind of fell for each other. Um, 
in the event that her and Jamie weren't on good terms, um, it was nice to see how Roy and Keeley sort of fell for each other and then how their, their relationship kind of really blossomed going into season two. I just can't stand Roy because he's just so angry all the time. I do like the the change that he's going through and how he's, you know, we are seeing more of a softer side of him and more of like vulnerable, especially with Keely rather than being this angry butthead all the time. But he, <laughs> he frustrates me because he's just like, oh, instead of speaking, he just, <clears throat> Are you a bear? Are you a bear? Please. Please. He just that that's I just cannot stand him just because he's just always grunting. He's so upset. He's he's just a very annoying. Yeah. But I I did like what James is going through. That there was that scene of him trying to get into the stadium and he was at the ticket counter. And the little boy was next to him, and he's like, oh, are you Roy Kent? And he just looks over and is like, grr. And then the boy is like, ha ha. Like, it's just, it's just known that he's just Mr. Grumbles. It's, just, it's so funny. <laughs> yeah, I don't like him just because he's, he's so angry. Other than that, he's cool. I like, like I said, I like the, you know, him being okay with feelings. So, mm-hmm. um... And also, I know I've mentioned to you, this is so dumb, how it, it's kind of like, or it part of it reminded me like a Glee. Oh, yes, I was. It was mostly yeah. the, okay, it was mostly the season one finale, because in the season one finale, they don't win the game. They lose and they're like, oh, that just means we'll just try twice as hard next season. Yeah, that's what happens at the end of the Glee season one. They don't win. I think it was. I think it was regionals. Mm-hmm. They lose regionals, and they're like, "Oh no, our Glee club is gonna like have to disband." But they're like, "No, we got one more year, guys. We'll just try twice as hard next year." So yeah, even though they lose, they feel like they're gonna win eventually. It was literally yeah. just that. That was it. <laughs> No, that's a good uh, that's a good comparison because it has been years since I've seen Glee. I used to watch it like all the time, um, but I like completely forgot about that favorite show. I I completely forgot about like how season one was, and now that I think about it, you really have a point there. It's like definitely similar with the way that like regionals was for Glee, for how like the facing regulation as the football league it's a it's really similar but i also love how in ted lasso there are so many times where you see them prepare for a game and then if they end up losing that game you you know it's not that they win all of the time it's such a it's such a realistic show because it's like you know you're not gonna win all the time you're gonna win some but you're gonna lose some and i just love how they really kept it honest with like how sports really is and like just how life is in general. It's such a good like metaphor for life too. And it's just how they keep it honest. And, you know, you really think at the end of season one, they're going to win, but then they 
lose last minute and they face relegation and they kind of put you through that roller coaster of emotions. And so that's just that's just another reason why I just love Ted Lasso. I have many reasons. Some of them we talked about today, but the end of the story is I just love Ted Lasso. <laughs> I just wanna, before we finish this out, you have any special birthday plans? Well, this is just going to be a chill birthday. I'm not, I'm not one to kind of want to go all out for birthdays and stuff like that. I still, I still feel kind of funny when people sing a happy birthday to me. So I'm oh, one I of those people. Do. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I just uh, planning on, you know, a nice dinner and some cake and um, just, you know, spending time with family and who knows, maybe even rewatching Ted Lasso for like the hundredth time. <laughs> um, but before we do go, I wanted to give a shout out to an organization that I actually became familiar with because of Jason Sudeikis. Um, it's called the Steps of Faith Foundation and it's based out of Kansas City um, and they work to help provide prosthetics for people who can't afford them um, and I first learned about them through the Thunder Gong benefit concert that Jason has put on for like the past five years and I attended the virtual one back in November and it was so funny there's like funny comedians there and musical duets and even like Jason does songs as well and it's just it's such a fun night and um, they do such important work, the Steps of Faith uh, Foundation. So if anyone out there is able to donate or could just share um, their message and what they do, um, that would be like a great birthday present to me is just to spread the word about them. That's a cool thing. So is Jason Sudeikis from Kansas as well? Yes. Um, okay. He was actually, was... He, yeah, he was born in uh, Virginia, but when he was young, his family moved to um, Overland Park, Kansas. And so he split time between like Overland Park, Kansas, and then Kansas City, Missouri. So th that's always like a, he's just like a Kansas boy. So, and it, there's a lot of like similarities between him and Ted as well. And I, I love that. Like, I love that in the show, like how Kansas is such a big part of Ted's character and all that. How cool. Well, <laughs> I'd say that pretty much wraps everything up, though. Yeah. Yeah. I, this was such a fun I say time. fun, as always. As always, I loved being able to talk about Ted Lasso with you, and I'm so excited for season three as well, because you I know when it's coming out, or, or, or you said they're filming it now, right? Yes, I'm pretty certain. I saw a photo of um of Jason and uh, Brendan Hunt, who plays Coach Beard, and I saw a picture of them on a plane going to England. So I'm sure they're getting ready to film. And I think probably by summer we should have something because it came because season two came out last summer, last July, and um the previous year in 2020 it was August of 2020. So hopefully by summer. We shall be so enjoying late summer season that time. Probably, yeah. Cool. Well, I definitely will be watching. So thank you for bullying me into watching this. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I'm so glad. Well, I guess that pretty much wraps up our discussion, our uh, our TED talk. 
as you put it at the beginning. So uh, you want to sign us off? Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Spoilers Only. You can follow us on Twitter at Spoilers Only Duh to find our link tree, which contains all the links in order for you to stream the show. Uh, you can find us on all major podcast platforms and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We post there all our episodes as well. Share with a friend. Share with a family member. Follow us on Twitter for dumb things I like to post from the account. <laughs> Usually between the hours of 2 and 4 a.m. <laughs> and this has been Spoilers Only. <laughs>